Another day in the stock market. Netflix down 71% this year. Facebook down 40%. Uber 40. Disney 30. And Tesla 25. Even Bitcoin has tumbled. Is this the end of the cryptocurrency fad? Calling it the crypto plunge. Bitcoin hit an all time high in November last year, with each Bitcoin worth 69,000 US dollars. But now it's down more than half, 32,000. And no one is really sure when it will stop. It isn't just this new financial market that's struggling either. On Monday, the Standard and Poor's 500 fell to its lowest point in a year. NASDAQ and the Dow Jones didn't do very well either. Few things are more uncertain in our day than the stock market, but Christians can know that our Savior remains steady, even in an uncertain world. And that's why we can sing a new song to Him. Welcome to Haven Today, here on Tuesday. I'm Charles Morris, getting to share with you the great story that's all about Jesus, and this is a program we're calling Sing a New Song. Twenty years ago, a song was released. It had humble beginnings. But over time, it was sung by churches all over the world, still is today. I'm thinking, of course, of In Christ Alone, written by Keith and Kristen Getty, along with Stuart Townen. Do you remember back in the mid-2000s when In Christ Alone was gaining in popularity? It seems like just yesterday, doesn't it? But this song has been with us for 20 years now, and it really started the modern hymn movement. I think we can be thankful for that. God has been using men and women all over the world to write new songs with deep, Christ-centered lyrics, songs that help us worship Jesus in church or on our own. And as we're in the midst of very trying times, well, we need to remember who Jesus is and what he has done for us. And we need to worship our great God. In Christ Alone is a song that helps us do both. It reorients us, focusing us on the fact that Our salvation can only be found in Christ, in Christ alone. And when we hear this wonderful good news, how can we do anything except sing praises to God? After the program, I'd like to send you Keith and Kristen's new album, Reflection on the Last 20 Years, called Sing in Christ Alone, filled with many of their modern hymns, along with those written by other modern hymn writers like Matt Papa and Laura Story. This album, will move you to worship our great God as you listen. Our number to call and make your gift after the program is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you'd like to hear samples from Sing in Christ Alone, you can do that. We have samples from the CD when you visit haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now, let's listen to another hymn from the Getty's featured album, Come, Thou Almighty King.
Kristen Getty, that's Tommy Bailey, and Come Thou Almighty King, from the new Sing album, released after 20 years of In Christ Alone. I'm Charles Morris, and we're calling this program Sing a New Song. So today, we're still in a series that we started yesterday. I'm glad you could join me. And as I mentioned, the song In Christ Alone has been out for 20 years. What a blessing it's been for so many of us these last two decades. Well, with me again are Keith and Kristen Getty, two of the three people behind this wonderful Christ-filled song. Kristen, you've spent a lot of years singing in Christ alone. Have you ever counted up how many times you've actually sung it? No, but I probably should have, because <laughs> I think I might have been the person that has sung it the most on the planet. <laughs> well, hey, I've probably sung it almost as many times as you have in church services all across North America and other places. She and she and Kim, they faced every concert for 15 years with it as well. So they came with, they've never done a concert in their lives without it. So well, there's a few others. Well, yeah, yeah. that's great. Kristen, is there some momentous time when you sang in Christ alone and, and you just sensed the presence of the Lord, that God was at work wherever this was happening? Does anything come to mind? A general thought comes before any specific ones, and that is that I am so grateful that this is the song that I have been able to sing so many times because the gospel message is so clear in it. Um, there is a, a timeless quality to the melody and to the shape of the song. And so in many ways, it's a song that just always fits. 
And so in, in every, you know, for my own life personally, but in every congregation or group of people or concert hall or arena that I've been privileged to sing it in, it connects with people because they can sing it, but mostly because it, it is a, a gospel message that we constantly need over and over and over again. So, so many countless um, moments have we been able to lead it when I can, you know, look into people's faces and see them follow through the contour of the song and what it means to them. And that is very rewarding. In these last few years, I've loved any time I've been able to sing it with children and see them trying to learn the lyrics um, through the little kids clubs that we do, or even just looking at our own kids trying to learn it and getting excited as we have met many people in the last couple of years who were once in kindergarten who learned the song mm. and are not their 20s and are singing it that's great a whole new generation of children learning a line here a line there but anticipating that perhaps this might be a song that they might carry with them too and they're learning a little bit of it and watching it sort of unfold in them has is a wonderful thing you know Kristen, something that it kind of overwhelms me when i sing in christ alone with in a congregation somewhere um i want to stand on the final verse i want to raise my hands is that just me or is that other people too i think so there's a tremendous amount of victory in the song you know it and you can sing it in whatever sort of emotional or life state you're in because it throws the attention onto the lord it throws the attention onto what he has done for us and these truths are always true, no matter how I feel about it. And they always find us where we are. And because it has that journey element, that storytelling part to it, I think it, it takes you from where you are and leads you to this big overarching salvation narrative that we are that we are swept into in a beautiful way. And so I do think it finishes with a note of triumph. And we definitely see that as we sing it with people. Kristen Getty, thanks for joining us. We caught up with both Kristen and Keith. They were in Scotland doing a concert a couple of days ago, and that's where I met up with them. What a great way to start thinking about singing and praising God. The rest of the week, you and I will be looking at different songs in the Bible. And you know, there's a lot of singing in Scripture. Think of the Psalms, a book of 150 songs inspired by the Holy Spirit, in Zephaniah 2, we even read that the Lord will rejoice over his people with singing when he saves us. So, this is certainly an important theme in the Bible, isn't it? But why do we sing? Well, I suppose we sing for a lot of different reasons. We sing when we're happy. We sing when we're sad. After all, we have an entire genre of music called the blues. But in the Bible, people sing because they're happy. Songs are the sound of rejoicing. And as we think about people in God's word who rejoiced, one of my favorite stories is the one about the Israelite slaves who were rescued from Egypt. God delivered his people in the Exodus, and what a deliverance it was. God went to war against the false gods of Egypt. He rained down plague after plague on the ones who oppressed his people. He brought out these lowly slaves with great possessions. And of course, who can forget the parting of the Red Sea and the drowning of Pharaoh's army? Can you imagine if you were there? If you and I were ancient Hebrews, what would we have thought? Would we even be able to process all that we had seen? And how would we respond? Well, we read about how the Israelites responded in Exodus 15. After they were safely 
On the other side of the Red Sea, Moses and the freed Hebrew slaves began to sing, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he is hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. And if we really think about this, this is the best way they could have responded. After all, they didn't save themselves. They were weak. They were helpless, oppressed, and downtrodden. And they had no way of freeing themselves. So their faithful God did all the work. He went to war for them and led them through the sea on dry ground. And so the Israelites could sing these words, Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? They didn't have to ask God if he was powerful. They saw the evidence right before them. And as they were singing, Maybe the crash of the waves was still ringing in their ears. The crash from when the waters came back and rolled over and delivered them from their enemies. And you know, at this time, after they had been redeemed, they had confidence in their future. And it was not just a fool's confidence. You know what I mean. False confidence, the kind that makes you excited for the future for no reason other than you think you're going to make it big on your own. No, these Hebrews didn't have that kind of confidence. They knew that only God could save them, and this same God would not abandon them. Think about these lyrics with me. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. You will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place, Lord, you made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, Lord, your hands established. The Lord reign forever and ever. Now that is a song of a rejoicing, confident people, of a people responding to their Savior in the only appropriate way, with praise and thanksgiving. And you know, that tells us something, doesn't it? Certainly we aren't in the exact same situation they were. None of us were slaves in Egypt. Well, at least I'm pretty sure. Give us a call after the program if you've walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. But anyway, those of us who are trusting in Jesus Christ for our salvation are in a very similar place. Those of us who have repented of our sins and believed the gospel have been redeemed, not from physical, earthly slavery. No, from something far worse, from the wrath of God on our sin. And what can we do except praise our Savior? You and I might have done this just this past weekend, as you gathered, I hoped. And what can we do except praise our Savior? Now, you might have done that this last weekend, gathering with God's people. There's a reason why Christians sing and gather weekly. It's the day our Lord Jesus rose from the dead, the day he was vindicated by the Spirit, as Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 3. His work was done, and God had accepted it. And that's why you and I can sing a new song. And I don't mean new as in some newly recorded hit on the radio. It's a new song because God has done a new work. He saved sinners through the work of Jesus Christ. 
And what better way to think about this than to hear the story of how our Lord is at work in our broken world still today. I'm thinking of Stuart and Mercy Hine. They were English missionaries to Poland during one of the darkest times of history in Eastern Europe. Stalin was inflicting pain and spilling blood as he formed the Soviet Union just prior to World War II and the rise of Hitler. The Hines would travel by bicycle through the villages of the Carpathian Mountains of what is now Ukraine, a country that was particularly subject to killings behind the Iron Curtain. One day they were caught in a heavy thunderstorm high in the mountains, and seeking shelter in a small Ukrainian village, they heard strange sounds coming from a small home filled with visitors. They heard a woman reading from a Bible left behind by a Russian soldier who was obviously a Christian. She was reading the gospel account of the crucifixion of Christ. The strange sounds they heard were coming from people repenting and crying out to God, amazed how God would die for their sins, praising God for his mercy and love. The missionaries were deeply impacted. On another encounter there in the Carpathians, Stuart and Mercy came across believers singing a melodic hymn in Russian. Stuart couldn't get the tune and their experiences out of his mind. He started writing new lyrics to the hymn coming originally from a Swedish poem, I See the Stars, I Hear the Rolling Thunder, Thy Power Throughout the Universe Displayed. And when I think that God, His Son not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in. The finished hymn was published in a missionary magazine in World War II. It became one of the most popular hymns ever sung, introduced by the late George Beverly Shea at a Billy Graham crusade in 1954. And now in 2022, many decades later, I'm so thankful that Haven Ministries can keep sharing the words and music of the gospel even as a new war has broken out in Ukraine. I'm grateful that we can share stories on the radio of how God is using even this time of ugly tragedy to lead new people there and here to confess their sins and find new life in Jesus. You know the hymn that I'm talking about. Here it is, as sung by the Haven Quartet. Oh, Lord, my God. In awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. scarce can take it in that on the cross 
my burden gladly bearing. He bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art! How great Thou art! How great Thou art! How great Thou art! Sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great, how great thou Savior God to thee, how great thou art, thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art, how great Well, now you know the story, and you heard the hymn as sung by the Haven Quartet, How Great There Art, on a haven today called Sing a New Song. Coming out of Ukraine, and in Ukraine right now is a friend of mine who's the chairman of the board of Mission Eurasia. And I asked Wayne Shepherd, who's there even as we're talking today, I asked him to lead us in prayer. Lord Jesus, we come to you on this day reminded of how to pray. You taught us to say and deliver us from evil. Lord, never have those words been more appropriate than they seem today for the people of Ukraine. They are besieged by evil and need your comforting presence. Some in this world are celebrating this evil war with words and images that they feel justifies their unholy actions. We pray that your mighty hand would restrain those who desire death and destruction. We pray that the victims of this war would find the peace and comfort you offer. And we pray, of course, that you would use us to minister that peace and comfort in all the ways available to us through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Father, as this crisis of war continues to unfold, please find us faithful to serve you by sharing your love and compassion with people we may never meet but who are desperate for our help, and our help comes from you. We pray this earnestly, in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And as my brothers and sisters would say here, Amen. A special thanks to Wayne Shepherd, my brother in Christ. He's the chairman of the board of Mission Eurasia. He's there with the president, Sergei Rakuba, that we've had on the program many, many times these last few months since the war broke out. If you've been moved by the hymn, if you've been Moved by the prayer that Wayne prayed for us, I want to encourage you, especially if you haven't yet, to make a gift to Mission Eurasia. There's a team of missionaries and volunteers tirelessly expanding their services. They're not just handing out these food boxes. One box feeds a family of five for a week, but they're also including scripture. People are hungry for the gospel right now. There's a real need, and there likely will be for years to come. Mission Eurasia is there to provide comfort and care in the name of Jesus. And some of that comfort and care can be provided by you. So you can call 
and make your $50 gift to feed a family, and maybe you can feed more families for a week in just a moment. And as we've been talking, it's been 20 years now since Keith and Kristen Getty, along with Stuart Townen, wrote In Christ Alone. This song began the modern hymn movement. And as you listen to the Gettys' new Sing In Christ Alone CD, you'll be reminded how much we need hymns like this in our lives today. This album features many of their modern hymns as well as some classics. They're joined by artists like Travis Cottrell, Laura Story, Jubilant Sykes, and more. And what I love most about this album is that you'll never feel like you're worshiping alone because the music was recorded live with a congregation of thousands singing praises to God. And the lyrics are full of deep biblical truths, and I know the music will move your heart to worship the Lord. I think we all need this album to recenter ourselves on Jesus as we face the hardships of our world. So, to get the new Sing CD by the Gettys and others, or both to make your gift to Ukraine, why don't you call us right now? And our phone number is 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website. You can listen to samples from this project called Sing in Christ Alone. And then you can make your gift there. Haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And join me on Wednesday when together we'll sing and we'll share together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The power is out. Words that we dread In our age of electricity, many of the things we need are useless without power. So when a storm rolls through and turns off the lights, we pray the power company can fix it quickly. But we never have to worry that we'll lose God's power in our lives. He doesn't shut off. We can be thankful for that because without His power at work in us, we can never do or say any good thing. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And we can take that to the bank. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com. 